to all the blessed and favored people of God. Called out of this world, no longer Gentiles, but Christians instead, and the sons of God, I salute you in Jesus' name. Open your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. Oh, we are blessed that God would visit us Gentiles and call out of them a people for his name. And the way he did it is spectacular. It is one of the greatest events in the history of the world. If you question my dramatic effects, I quote to you 1 Timothy 3.16 without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto Gentiles. Thank you, Lord. Believed on in the world. Thank you, Lord. Received up into glory. I gave you last evening, yesterday afternoon, Matthew chapter 21, where is the parable of the householder beginning at verse 33, and it runs to the end of the chapter. And it is the transfer of the kingdom of God from the Jews to the Gentiles. And at the conclusion of it, Jesus asked the Pharisees, what would the Lord of that vineyard do to those in the vineyard? And they answered correctly. Verse 41, he will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let out his vineyard unto other husbandmen, which shall render him the fruits in their seasons. Let it is to rent it and to put it to productive effort and, and, and produce. And so there was there the transfer of the kingdom of God from the Jews to the Gentiles. But I want chapter 22. I've used it many times before, but let it grip you again. This is a huge event in the history of the world. This is a huge event that God would visit this planet after we rebelled against him in the Garden of Eden and call out of the population of people for his name. Let me read a few verses beginning at verse 1 of chapter 22. And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son, and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding. And they would not come. Again, he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways, and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. And amen. And we don't need the rest of it for the point to be made today. 
What a great event. This is the transfer of the church of God and the blessings of the gospel of the New Testament era from the Jews to the Gentiles. God had sent prophets rising up early and betimes and speaking to that nation over and over. They neglected it. They were in love with their money and their banking tables, as Americans are today. And so they made light of the kingdom of God, of the New Testament. And so it was taken from them and given to the Gentiles. This has nothing to do with the marriage supper of the Lamb at the end of your Bibles. Nothing at all. This is the gospel era and the gospel blessings of a relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And the transfer took place in 70 A.D., when the time of Reformation ended and the Jews were destroyed and the Gentiles had been brought in. We want to ask ourselves today, and I ask every single person listening to this, either a member of this church or not a member of this church, do you make light of it? It is my job as an ambassador of this God and this King to ask you if you make light of it. Because he notices when you make light of it. And there are consequences for you making light of it. There is offense and concern today. You are offending God if you make light of it, and you cause me concern when you make light of it. Because we should all be making a great deal of it. This is a tremendous blessing that God would grant us Gentiles this message from his apostles and prophets of the New Testament. I do not need to explain to you all the details because there isn't an explanation for all the details. Just like the other parables of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is the overall lesson. The God of heaven has prepared a feast of fat things, of wine and milk without price for you to partake of, and yet men want to satisfy themselves or try to satisfy themselves with the soap bubbles of this life. God have mercy and save us from that. God bless us right now to realize that God was manifest in the flesh in the person of Jesus Christ, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, right here. Because when Jesus Christ ascended up on high, he gave gifts to men, apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastors and teachers, and they took the message to the Gentiles and gathered in as many as they could to furnish that wedding with guests. And they, and they brought in good and bad. And there are in the church of Christ those that sneak in that don't belong there. But for the most part, we want to thank the Lord for our brothers and sisters sitting around us that we do belong here. And that we're, we're the children of the great God of heaven and lovers of his son, Jesus Christ. I hope that you'll remember verse 7 when we come to the end of chapter 66 today so that you can reconcile your Bibles together. I thank God through Jesus Christ that many of you have told me over the last several months, that the preaching from Isaiah, if nothing else, has helped you to tie the Old Testament and the New Testament together, and that it's just helped it fall into place. And if, if you'll read the Old Testament and slow down in your reading, you'll see that it does fall into place. But this seventh verse is going to help explain 66.24. It helps explain Malachi chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. When the king heard thereof, and that king is God... He was wroth, and he sent forth his armies, and the armies were Roman, and destroyed those murderers who murdered his apostles and his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and burned up their city. You'll want to remember that. It helps. And burned up their city so that the wicked Jews were ashes under the feet of the saved Jews. And the Gentiles that came and visited the site 
of what happens, and they were the abhorring of all flesh because they were the enemies of the Son of God. But he sent forth other servants, other apostles and preachers, in verse 8. The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. So Jewish preachers scattered abroad. And you know, it's by the Lord's timing that it was a year or a year and a half ago, between those two numbers, that we studied the preaching trips of the Apostle Paul because he went into the highways of this world and traveled everywhere that he could and the seafaring lanes of this world to find our Gentile ancestors and preach the gospel to them. And do you know what it sounded like? Do you know what the message sounded like that came out of those apostles' mouths on behalf of their great king, the God of heaven? Behold me. Behold me. If I had my druthers and not a commitment that I made to you, that I will preach one chapter per sermon, I'd stay in 65.1b. I don't need any more than 65.1b. Behold me. Behold me. God said that to me, or I wouldn't believe today. And God said that to my father, or he wouldn't. My grandfather, or he wouldn't. And I thank God for that. Behold me. Behold me. He introduced himself to Gentiles and then sent his preachers after he had introduced himself to them for them to hear the truth of the gospel. A tremendous blessing. And so here we are, thousands of miles away from the Middle East, highways and seafaring lanes separating us from them, but the gospel has made it to us and he has furnished the wedding so that we can partake freely today of a feast of fat things that he's prepared for us. This is the gospel that we're going to hear today. As Isaiah wraps up his long prophecy of 1,281 verses, and we take the last 49 of them, we're going to hear about us Gentiles being called in and the New Testament era of the Lord Jesus Christ. So significant that in the prophetic similitudes and language of the prophets, it's going to be called a new heavens and a new earth. No, that isn't the new heavens and the new earth of 2 Peter 3. They're totally unrelated by context. It's the new heavens and the new earth of the gospel era of Jesus Christ, consistent with the language in that major prophet from the beginning to the end. And we'll, we'll explain that a whole lot further in just a few minutes. But let's be thankful to God today. But let's ask ourselves, do we ever make light of it? Do we make light of it? Do we ever snuff at it? For those of you that read Malachi, do we snuff at it? Do we huff? Oh, we got to go to church again? Even if you don't say it out loud, the, God's, the Lord of heaven sees your body language and he believes that you just said that to him. And so let's not snuff at it. Let's not consider it a weariness of our flesh. Let's consider it the joy of our souls. Amen. Let it put vitality in our bones as we're going to read today. Let's be full of health and strength as we worship the Lord. Let us pray. Holy Father in heaven, and blessed God, we thank Thee through Jesus Christ our Lord for this passage before us. We did not deserve Your grace and mercy. We were idolaters of the worst kind. We thank Thee that You did send Your apostles by Your Son into this world 
and especially our beloved brother Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles, that we might hear the joyful sound. We thank thee that you've called us out of this world. We thank thee, first of all, Heavenly Father, that we are not Muslims this morning. We should be, statistically. We're not Hindus this morning. We could be, statistically. We're not Buddhists this morning. We're not engaged in ancestor worship. And so we are bound to thank thee and bless thee and praise thee, Holy Father, for saving us from these isms, these ridiculous hallucinations and imaginations of wicked men who have set themselves against the God of glory, the Lord Jehovah of Moses and the Bible. Heavenly Father, we then thank thee that thou hast called us out of the Christendom of this world, out of the brothel of Rome and her whorish daughters into the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. If it were not for your grace, we would be crossing ourselves, applying holy water and partaking of the Eucharist this morning in the hope of eternal life by the seven sacraments of that papal abomination. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for the scriptures that we have in our language and that there are only 66 books in our canon. We thank thee for preserving it to us. We thank thee for raising up kings that would be our nursing fathers and make sure that we have the scriptures in our language and easy to be understood. All of these things we thank thee for. We thank thee that you did not leave us but that you introduced yourself to us with those precious words that I hope these people will never forget. Behold me. Behold me. Oh, Lord, we thank thee. We do behold thee. Thank thee for opening our eyes, opening our ears, opening our hearts, like Lydia, that we will attend unto the word of God. And, oh, Lord, forgive us wherever, whenever, however, we have made light of it and gone to our merchandise, gone to our farms, had our minds imagining things, daydreaming while sitting in your house, or worrying more about vacations or taking life easy than coming under the preaching of your word and delighting in what you have there for us. We thank thee for all that you've arranged. We've thanked you for the, we thank you for the free feast of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Forgive us when we have ever thought that we could satisfy our souls with the soap bubbles of this life. Oh, Heavenly Father, be with us today. Fill our hearts with joy by the power of your Spirit and by the ministry of your Word. Heavenly Father, let our bones be nourished and let our whole beings explode with excitement today at what you've done for us. Forgive us all our sins. That means all of us here and all the sins we've committed. Heavenly Father, wash us and cleanse us. Make us clean in thy sight, that our worship will be acceptable to thee. It has already been prayed, and I need not repeat the words, that you will bless all your preachers throughout the world, that the word of the Lord will have free course and be glorified, that your son will be lifted up, sinners converted, and saints strengthened and encouraged. Now be with us. We ask in Jesus' glorious name, amen. And amen.